The NFL trade deadline is Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, and as many as three Washington Commanders could be on the move. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this bonus episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day today and every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast and you can continue this conversation or be part of the pre-conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider where you get news, inside scoops, exclusive content delivered directly to your phone via text messages, plus you have one-on-one conversations with me from your phone. As always, excited to welcome new uh, new insiders to the program. Just go to joinsubtext.com slash Commanders to sign up. I'm David Harrison, your host of Locked On Commanders. You can also find me on Twitter at dharrison82, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, I continue, or I continue to appreciate your continued support for the show On today's episode, we're going to take a look at current trade rumors surrounding the Washington Commanders, and this is as of about 11.30 Monday afternoon, or Monday morning, I suppose. I'm dropping this right before I leave for Ashburn to talk to Ron Rivera day after press conference after the Philadelphia Eagles loss. He's going to be asked about trade rumors. Unless something has broken by then, he's going to give us the, I'm not talking about that, you know, until there's something to talk about answer, and that's going to be expected, but we got to do our jobs, right? But there are plenty of rumors going on around the Washington Commanders, So we're going to discuss those and we're going to start off with the one that has the most smoke around it. And that is defensive end Montez Sweat. Now, Montez Sweat speculation has been building for really a little over a week now. But in recent days, it's really kind of started to pick up. And especially after the loss to the Philadelphia Eagles coming into that game, the, the predominant thought around here was that if the Washington Commanders were able to win, uh, not just be competitive, but win. Get back in the win column because at this at this stage in the game, you've already got four losses. The NFC is is going to is is always a really competitive conference. The NFC East obviously is a really competitive division. You're kind of now not really completely out of the picture of the NFC East race, but you know, looking at it realistically, you know, the math. You know, sure you could go on a nine game win streak, but what is the likelihood of that actually happening? All of those things, and, and just the way that the NFC picture is kind of shaping up. You know, the New Orleans Saints, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Atlanta Falcons are all kind of fighting for, for position in the NFC South, but they're also all fighting for position in the wild card race, as are the Minnesota Vikings, the Detroit Lions. And then, of course, you got the uh, the NFC West with the Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. So, you know, there, there's there's a lot of a lot of things to be taken into consideration here. So with the loss of the Philadelphia Eagles, now a lot of people kind of look at this Washington Commanders team and say, OK, what are we really doing? And is it time to start building for the future? So that's where the Montez sweat smoke has really started to billow up, which is interesting because during the offseason, you'll remember most of the conversation about trading for a player was around Chase Young because nationally and to a lot of fan bases, he's still kind of considered that poster child of the Washington Commanders defense, but really Montez Sweat, have, uh, you know, as far as defensive ends are concerned, those of you who are Commanders fans, those of us who watch the Commanders closely, uh, we're all aware Montez is really the most productive player uh, from the defensive end group. Now, Ben Standing tweeted uh, on Monday morning, quote, source, one team has offered the Commanders a 2024 third round pick that would turn into a second rounder if Montez Sweat agrees to a contract extension. The Falcons are among the teams interested in Sweat who grew up near Atlanta. Tuesday's 4 p.m. deadline should spur activity, end quote. Now, 
So uh, now Stan Dig doesn't go as far as to say that the Falcons are the team that offered the third round pick that would become a second round pick. But the bottom line is there's at least one team, uh, according to the reports, which, you know, I know Ben from from working side by side with them. I don't believe he would ever put out a report like this without it actually having legs. So I think you can you can rely on that report. So at least one team, if not the Falcons, someone else has offered the Washington Commanders a third round pick that becomes a second round pick uh, if Montez agrees to an extension. So that's interesting because he's been getting asked. He's been fairly forthcoming sweat. That is. Uh, and candid about the opportunity, or not the opportunity, but the potential of being traded. After the Eagles lost, Montez said, quote, over the past couple of years, we've really developed a camaraderie and strong friendship about playing with Chase Young. He continued, it would definitely be, de- be detrimental to split us up, but that stuff is out of our control. I know even outside of this that I've got a friend for life, end quote. Chase Young also asked about the potential that they've played their last game together in Washington, said, quote, I mean, that's my brother, man, Twin Towers, we're rocking for life. That's not going to change if we aren't on the same team. End quote. So there is a personal side to this, right? It's not all business. There is a personal side to this. And the personal side of that is that Montez Sweat and Chase Young's are Chase Young are best friends. Like they hang out together. They do things together. They train together. Uh, They're best friends. You know, they've they've absolutely bonded in that locker room. So to send one of them away and keep the other one, like the bottom line is these guys are human beings. Business is business. We're going to get to that here in a second. But the bottom line is these guys are human beings. You send a dude's best friend somewhere else. That's going to impact him. You know what I mean? So next week against New England, is he is if Chase Young is the one who's left behind, uh, is he going to have the same fire? Is he going to have the same intensity? Is he going to have the same drive that he would if Montez Sweat were there? I mean, I think no is the answer right now. Is he going to try to put all that aside and put his best business foot forward? Sure, certainly you expect that to happen. But I don't want to come through this and say just disregard the personal side of things because we're all human beings, uh, and that's a part that honestly just it gets we lose sight of that sometimes. Uh, in this business. So that certainly has an impact on it, but that's not going to keep the Washington Commanders from making a move here. So that's where you get to the business side of things. A second round pick for Montez Sweat is more than I would have expected. If you asked me to predict what kind of draft compensation the Commanders would get for Montez Sweat, I probably would have capped out at a third, probably would have come in with like a fourth that that is is, is movable to a third round pick, you know, with, with certain criteria. So if that is true, then Right now, if I'm the Washington Commanders, I'm allowing Montez Sweat's agent to talk to whatever that team is to start negotiating, whether it's the Falcons or someone else, start negotiating a contract that we can all agree to because that's what you want. You you don't want to trade Montez to take the third round pick and say, okay, well, maybe we'll get the second if you can set it up. Now, granted, you've only got a little over 24 hours, so maybe it's going to be hard to really agree to terms, but you at least want to start those wheels moving and kind of come back today and just say, look, what's, what's the most likely outcome here? But even a third. Best case scenario, outside of trading Montez Sweat, if you're going to let him walk, right? And the only reason you're you're considering trading him is that you're okay letting him walk. So if you're going to let him walk at the end of his contract, which is at the end of this season, getting a third round pick this year is better than any alternative because best case scenario, Montez Sweat gets paid by somebody else this next offseason and you get a third round compensatory pick. But that doesn't come until 2025. So that doesn't come until the following offseason. That's a whole other offseason away or NFL season away. And that's only if your own free agent signings don't cancel out his comp pick value. Remember, the players that you sign also impact that formula. So if you make some big signings and he signs a big contract somewhere else, you may end up getting nothing in return. Trade for the third round pick. You get it a year earlier and you don't have to worry about what players you sign impacting that trade. And that third round pick now comes sooner than any comp pick would come because remember, comp picks are tacked onto the end of the regular third round picks. So there's a whole lot of reasons to win, even if it's just a third round pick. Of course, you want the uh, the second rounder 
if you could. However, that being said, okay, back to the business side of things, I would trade Chase Young. I would rather keep Montez Sweat over Chase Young if I got to choose one or the other. Why? Health obviously is a big one. Chase Young missing over a year with that injury, and he's had some, some injury issues this year. Uh, that cost him a regular season game. So health is a big one. Consistency is another big one. You just see Montez Sweat making plays, getting in on plays more often than you do Chase Young. And production, that kind of goes hand in hand with the consistency. But the bottom line is, even Chase Young, when he's healthy, he's averaging one sack in his career every 126 snaps. Montez Sweat is averaging one every 84 snaps. That's a that's a that's a 42 snap difference. That's almost a full games difference between average sacks. The only thing that Chase Young for me has over Montez Sweat on the football field right now, honestly, is his image. He looks the part. He looks like a defensive end. He looks like a sack master. Uh, and and that's good for posters. It's good for commercials. It's good for selling tickets. But the only thing, uh, you know, the the only problem with that, okay, is there's no crickets right now about Young even getting offers. Now people are calling about him, but there there are no offers being firmly made that we know of right now. So if nobody's offering a trade offer for Chase Young, you can't take one, and you can't choose to trade Chase over Montez. Now you never know what's going on behind the scenes completely. But from what has firmly been reported, Montez Sweat is getting offers made for him. Chase Young is not. But Montez isn't the only commander's player with trade buzz flying around him. A team captain could be on the move as well, if you believe some of the reports. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this bonus episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prep- prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. He's got another commander's foe on his list. This time's Patriots, Patriots wide receiver Kendrick Bourne, who has reestablished as the top target the past three weeks with Mac Jones, catching 19 of 22 total targets for 188 yards and two touchdowns. New England's passing game has revived and Bourne has been the biggest beneficiary as the team's top outside target. He should stay hot in a nice matchup against the commander secondary at home in week nine, one that mightily struggled against the Eagles receivers last week, which I think that's pretty fair. Uh, Bill's rookie tight end, Don Kincaid, also on this list. He stepped up into a big role with Dawson Knox getting hurt. He's gotten hot with Josh Allen the past two weeks, scoring for the first time in his career in week eight against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kincaid gets a smash spot in a shootout against the Bengals on Sunday night. Cincinnati has been better in coverage outside and versus wide receivers than they have versus tight ends. Kincaid will once again come through for managers looking for a midseason pick-me-up at the tight end position. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And the same goes for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. They got brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Continuing along with this bonus Locked On Commanders episode, trade deadline episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks again for making this show your first listen or view today and every day. Every day is tomorrow. I will bring you our AAR episode after action review. And I've already started diving into the film from week eight to give you as much as I can 
from the game. And then a mailbag episode will be coming up Wednesday. So if you want to send any questions to the mailbag, hit the YouTube comments, send them to me on Twitter at dharrison82, or just text me directly from your phone by becoming a lock insider at jointsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. Football season is here. Locked on is kicking up our coverage with locked on NFL kickoff live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern from every single NFL YouTube channel, uh, locked on NFL. YouTube channel host to Nitro Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs are breaking down all the matchups, fantasy, betting lines, everything. Plus, you'll get in-depth analysis from our stable of NFL hosts around the country. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel, including Locked On Commanders. Defensive tackle Jonathan Allen could be on the move as well, if you believe some of the reports. Uh, Jay Glazer on Friday, or not on Friday, on Sunday on the Fox pregame uh, show, said, quote, Washington, they have three defensive linemen. Jonathan Allen came out this past week and said he wants out of Washington pretty much, end quote. Um, Glazer said also that the rumors about the Bears wanting Chase Young isn't true, but that Washington is getting calls on all three. So apparently Chicago's just not calling about Chase Young. Uh, perhaps Chicago's calling about Montez Sweat, which of course could impact things down the road. Now, Glazer didn't really expand on the whole saying that Allen wanted out of Washington and What's interesting to me is his saying pretty much, and this goes into media literacy, right? His saying, Jonathan Allen said he wants out of Washington pretty much. Uh, to me, that's kind of a code for like, just kidding, or maybe, or I think, right? Because what I think Glazer is referring to is Allen's expletive outburst from last week's loss to the Giants, where he said, I'm sick of this. It's been, you know, seven years or however long, and it's the same thing, and, you know, all that stuff. When those comments came out, I didn't take that as Jonathan Allen saying he wanted out. Now, I can see why someone outside of the locker room, outside of the organization, outside of this beat, outside of the fan base could say, oh, man, Jonathan Allen wants out of, of Washington. I mean, honestly, when Garrett Bowles said the same thing about the number Broncos, I've been here for X amount of years. All we've done is lost. I want to win. Da, da, da. A lot of people took it as Garrett Bowles wants out of Denver. But we've heard so far nothing about Garrett Bowles asking for a trade or a release from the Denver Broncos. Right. Being around John Allen. Uh, and, and you guys following John Allen, I don't think I took it that way. Now, again, that may not be what Glazer is referring to. That's just what I think he's referring to because he didn't expand on it. Uh, but if the team isn't turning this thing around, and honestly, if Jonathan Allen isn't going to be a catalyst for turning it around, then maybe it's best to move on from him. You know what I mean? Maybe it's best for him. Maybe it's best for the team. Sometimes you get into a situation. I covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Gerald McCoy where it got to a situation where it wasn't you don't like Gerald McCoy. You don't think Gerald McCoy is a talented player. Gerald McCoy doesn't hate the Buccaneers, doesn't want to leave the Buccaneers. But you just look at the situation and say the team is going to be better on off if they can get something for him, move on, and, and kind of reshape their identity. And the player will have the opportunity to go somewhere and potentially win elsewhere. Now, for Gerald McCoy, that didn't really work out very well. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they end up winning the Super Bowl. But if that's what it's based off of, I don't know if I take that as John Allen saying he wants out of Washington right now. Here's what Allen did say for sure. And I can provide you the context on that in the locker room following the loss of the Philadelphia Eagles quote. It's always fixable, but we got to do it starting with me. I got to go back and look at what I could have done better and go from there. End quote. Now, John Allen, he booked out of that locker room uh, Sunday night. And I don't blame him. He's, he's super, super frustrated. But again, he stopped. He talked to media. He talked about we have to fix it. It starts with me. I got to go look at what I could have done better and then move forward. This doesn't sound like a guy to me who wants out of the team, just, just to be quite honest. Now, would I trade Jonathan Allen? I mean, look, if Jonathan Allen wants out, yes, I would trade him. Because if he wants out, he's a team captain. He wants out of that locker room. He's not going to be a part of the solution at that point in time. In fact, he's going to be part of the problem. So, yes, I would. But if he wants to stick around and be part of the solution, no, I keep Jonathan Allen. I think he'd be crazy uh, not to. But this defense has to find some teeth. Bottom line. 
anger is okay. Words are fine. Frustration, you know, can, 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 can spark growth, but this defense has to find teeth. That's what it's missing. Honestly, it's got talent. It's got no teeth. Whether you find those teeth by bringing someone is that has teeth or you get rid of someone, you, you trade someone like Montez Sweat, like Chase Young, and maybe that wakes some people up and maybe that shows that makes them reveal their teeth for, for, you know, just stick with the analogy, whatever it is, this defense got to find some teeth. I'm actually looking forward to the possibility if one of these trades happens to see James Smith, Williams or Casey too, he'll get more reps because I feel like there's a solid strategy out there for roster building where you do that. You let James Smith, Williams or Casey too, he'll get more reps, re-sign one or both of them. Then you go into the draft this next offseason looking to invest a first round pick in the offensive line, please. Uh, and then two day two picks on the defensive line, followed by either that extra day two pick or an early day three pick going into the receiver group. Uh, bottom line is, it looks like Montez Sweat is most likely to be the guy headed out of Washington this trade deadline. If multiple teams are looking at Montez Sweat, which is what the reports are, right? Multiple teams are calling. Atlanta has offered, but we don't know if that firm offer has also come from Atlanta per se, specifically. I believe it has, but we don't have those dots directly connected. But if multiple teams are calling about Montez Sweat, then it makes sense that those teams like, hey, you didn't get Montez. Like we sent Montez to Atlanta. He agrees to a five-year extension. Boom, we get a second-round pick from the Atlanta Falcons, and we hope that Desmond Ritter continues to Desmond Ritter, and that ends up being a really high second-round draft pick. Those teams I missed out on, Montez, whether it be Chicago, whether it be Detroit, uh, what are some other – I can't remember all the other teams, but I know Chicago and Detroit are two teams um, that are potentially – maybe the New Orleans Saints, I don't know, their cap situation is terrible. Then maybe that's where you get the Chase Young option. Is there a world where they trade both? I certainly believe there could be. Would you? I don't know, like trading both of them, you almost kind of go into a rebuild mode midseason, and that's a little bit steep. But I mean, look, if if you're going to trade a, one best friend, trading the other one isn't necessarily a, a problem. But if Sweat gets moved and then Young starts getting offers, you can pretty much bet that the trade offers for Chase Young are actually going to be less than Montez. So if Montez goes for a third, uh, you know, that can turn into a second based on his signing extension you're probably looking at just getting a solid third for Chase Young or maybe even a fourth that turns into a third. If they choose to sign him to an extension at the end of the season, that would be uh, kind of the key there because of the health. Honestly, the health is the biggest thing and consistency is another thing. Something else also to remember when we're talking about this, Jonathan Allen was present during all of Washington's ownership press conferences, pep rallies, all of that stuff. This is a man who, I mean, everything that I see says he wants to lead this team, man. And, and I believe you don't ship guys out like that uh, who are that invested to the team. So to me, I think Montez Sweat most likely to get moved. Chase Young could get moved. John Allen, I do not think he is getting moved. But what about some other names that we're not talking about that could be moved out and also could be moved in? That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is also brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Then it's time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? It's ordering time. Two-minute warning, your cue to get ordering. Whenever the game clock stop, stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Why root for the commanders on an empty stomach? You wouldn't do that in the stadium. Why would you do it at home? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. You can get chips, dips, nachos, or everything you need to make your own nachos on DoorDash and you get it all delivered so you don't miss a single snap of the game. I spent the night in DC on Saturday because I was covering the Wizards home opener against the Memphis Grizzlies for InsideTheWizards.com. Then, of course, we had the commanders game on Sunday against the Eagles. So I hit up DoorDash. I got me some chicken, 
and some coleslaw and some churro donuts from chicken and whiskey. It was delicious. I highly recommend it if you haven't tried it and you're in the D.C. area. All of your favorite restaurants and stores are on the DoorDash app from retail to grocery. Get on the app and you can shop for everything you need to be game day ready. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and use the promo code LOCKED23. Again, that's promo code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms and conditions apply. Another trade deadline episode of Locked On Commanders. Tomorrow we will have our AAR episode, and I will also drop any responses to the trade deadline activities uh, Tuesday evening as well. So we will we will talk about that again. But now we're kind of previewing everything that's going to happen. I don't think the Washington Commanders are going to be buyers at the trade deadline this year. I don't think they're looking to add players. I think they're looking to add draft capital at the best. But if there are two players out there that I could see. The Washington Commanders potentially trying to buy. Uh, I've already talked about Denver Broncos tackle uh, uh, Garrett Bowles. He's a left tackle. You'd have to ask him to move to right because you're most likely trying to replace Andrew Wiley. This week against Philadelphia Eagles, the offensive line certainly looked better. Uh, I'm diving into the film. Again, there were some deficiencies still, but, you know, all in all, the operation looked better. Um, so looking around, so I'm not talking about Garrett Bowles again because we've already done it every day. You've already heard about him. Uh, Patriot safety Kyle Duggar is is interesting. Uh, I remember he was a guy that I really liked coming out of the NFL draft uh, four years ago. He's in the final year of his rookie deal, um, could provide more talent in the secondary after the loss of Derek Forrest and Jeremy Reeves, and also provide some contract leverage with Cam Curl, right? And that's the business side of this thing. Uh, Kyle Duggar, Kyle Duggar is is a similar height, bigger build than Cam Curl. So, you know, he's he's got the, the mechanics, he's got the tools to kind of play that Buffalo nickel for you. Um, both guys are going to be coming up on a contract, you know, so you, you kind of bring him in. It allows you to move Cam Curl around a little bit more. If you need to play him a little bit deeper to help secure the back end of your defense, you can do it, uh, things like that. And, you know, it just gives you another bite at the apple of finding a safety that you can keep for the future. And, and you know, on a personal level, like I want to see Cam Curl get the bag. I know fans would much rather keep Cam Curl around than bring in a guy midseason and then re-sign him for the future. But from a business sense, it does make sense. Uh, to bring in a little bit of competition there and then, you know, uh, see how that impacts contract negotiations moving on. Sticking to the secondary, actually, Panthers cornerback Dante Jackson is another guy that I'd be interested in. And, and, and I know he's a Panther. Get past that, please. But personally, Dante Jackson, just a guy that could potentially be uh, a value to the secondary. It would cost a little under $2 million to trade for him this season. So depending on the trade compensation, you know, that's going to be the big thing. But if you can get him for like a fifth, a fifth round pick or so, I would take that deal. Uh, that helps you try to make up for what you really wanted out of Emmanuel Forbes while you continue to work on Emmanuel Forbes in the background. Not saying Dante Jackson's going to come in here for a fifth round pick and you know be a starter for the next five, 10 years, but he can help you kind of improve the third, fourth, fifth spots of the, of the cornerback depth while you continue to work on Emmanuel Forbes because you saw him out there against, against A.J. Brown. And granted, that's A.J. Brown, but uh, obviously he's still not completely ready to take on a major role. Two players that the commanders could move along with any of those three defensive linemen. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, the quarterback. Look, if you're a trade guy like Montez Sweat, if you're taking calls for Chase Young, if you're potentially taking calls for Jonathan Allen, again, I don't know that that's certainly happening, and there have been reports that they're not even taking calls for Jonathan Allen, and I, I think I would go that way more. But if you're looking to trade off experienced talent for future draft capital, why are you keeping a veteran quarterback that is not going to be a part of your future? Right, Jacoby Brissett, like if you look across the roster and say, who is a veteran with some talent, potentially some clout 
that we're not going to keep for the future that could get us draft capital. Jacoby Brissett fits the bill 100%. With the injury to Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, you could potentially get a pretty solid deal out of the Minnesota Vikings, maybe like a fifth that turns into a fourth uh, if if they make the playoffs or something like that, or even a fourth that turns into a third if they make the playoffs with Jacoby. So, I mean, it's it's the right time to potentially look at that. You keep Jake from, you know, look, if Sam Howell goes down again, you're building for the future. J- you know, Jacoby Brissett is not your future any more than Jake Fromm is. Uh, and you can certainly get some some draft capital for Jacoby Brissett. Nick Gates is the other one I'm looking at. Nick didn't come to Washington and sit on the bench. Uh, obviously, he was part of those problems that the offensive line was having, uh, apparently from the coaches on the inside. And, and look, the film wasn't all that pretty either. They decided to bench him, go with Tyler Larson uh, against Philadelphia Eagles. Things obviously went better as a whole operation there for the offensive line and the quarterback. Uh, but Nick Gates came here to play center. He signed a three-year deal. He isn't going to want to be a backup for the next three years. So trade him. I think you probably have to send him in a 2024 seventh to a team that will take the contract with the guaranteed money. So you don't have to worry about the dead cap space and then maybe get a six round pick in return. So it's really just kind of a, Hey, do us a favor. We do you a favor type of situation. You find somebody who needs an interior offensive lineman and Nick may have to go back to playing guard, you know what I mean? For somebody else. Um, but you know, I think he'd rather play guard than backup center or, you know, uh, interior offensive lineman on the field goal team. So you get out of the contract. Nick's get, Nick gets to start over again somewhere else. Maybe gets to fight back for a starting job. Uh, hell, the, the Giants might even be interested in bringing him back, although I don't think that would really uh, happen either. So those are the two players I think the Washington Panthers potentially ship out outside of the three that we're hearing about. But uh, again, trade deadline, NFL, anything can happen. Coming up tomorrow is AAR time. We will take a look at the Eagles' loss. And we will react to anything that did happen or does happen at the trade deadline. Of course, we've also got a mailbag coming up this week. So if you've got questions for that, throw them in the YouTube comments, hit me on Twitter, or text me directly as a Locked On Commanders insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day today and every day and every day. As I appreciate you for coming through on a regular basis. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.